All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Natty News Daily Podcast. Dan and I are joined by none other than Mr. Philip Ricardo Jr. Needs no introduction, an icon within the sport, been competing for quite some time, judging as well, and just really the epitome, I think, of, of what this sport has to offer, right? I mean, you've been competing how many years, would you say, roughly, total? 30, exactly. This makes 30 yeah. years. It was 1992 I got started, 2000. 22 and it's it game over now so yeah yeah and that that's a topic that we we thought uh it might be fantastic to uh, do a deep dive into right kind of pick your brain on what these 30 years have meant to you and and what kind of in this last year led to that decision um but correct me if i'm wrong did you take some time away somewhere in there i believe and then kind of do like a uh coming back tour almost if you will yeah, I've probably retired two or three times by now, but this yeah. one I can, you know, honestly say is going to be it. It's just uh, the reason why I had those breaks in between is I really wanted to focus on family and same thing now. Um, but there's always something that came up that was enticing me to come back on stage, whether it was, you know, 2019 with Generation Iron. Um, mm -hmm. I had taken time away um, from 2016, 17 timeframe. They, they talked about Generation Iron that came up. I did that, competed in the show things were couldn't have went any better than it did and uh, that's become a really big part of my career um i took 2020 off but so did everybody else with covid obviously uh 2021 is one of those things where mr america came up i jumped into that you know kind of last minute it didn't go as well as i wanted to but at the end of the day at least i've been you know i stepped on that iconic stage and i met you guys you know this year judging the show and it's a uh, amazing event as well this year so um and then really i just decided this year is the last year because it just got to the point where i i start to think you know what else is there really for me not saying that the sport doesn't have a lot to offer but i've been on every stage i've competed against everyone um and it's really getting to the point where my body is starting to break down and i want to make sure i don't want to get to the point where i'm not competitive anymore and go out and at least finish strong so that's that's pretty much it yeah yeah and i'd say you know looking at this competitive season you can certainly do that right you can leave with your head uh held high i mean some some really solid placings really solid physique that you've brought every time you've been on stage so it's been it's been fun to watch uh from afar and it was yeah obviously great meeting you in person uh, a couple well a couple months ago now almost really i know time has flown by man it's crazy right it's almost christmas yeah. 2023 yeah, yeah. is upon us. Yeah, it is for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, let's, let's do, um, I would love to pick your brain a little bit on, you know, you said the family is obviously very important and I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people, but what specifically makes you think that you're going to stay away this time? Um, and what were some of the factors that you think kind of led into that? Maybe even on like the physique side of things or the training side, the injury side, because all of those things are things that eventually we all will face and for some of our older listeners might already be there. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, for me, people don't realize I've had a lot of failed relationships and, you know, that's probably due in part to the fact that as obviously bodybuilding can be a selfish sport. I try not to make it that way. I try to really do my best to still focus on everything I have to do, whether it's work, family, church, um, serving, whatever it is, I try to do my best at it and try to be, you know, have a sense of integrity. Um, but, you know, throughout my life, I've had a lot of distractions, a lot of struggles. Um, and so right now, you know, 
I, I got married in 2020 to my wife, Kelly, and I just really wanted to make sure that this time I focused on her, uh, focused on, you know, I've got kids, even though it's from, you know, I'm separated and with divorce and everything else. But um, at the end of the day, I just really felt like, why am I still doing this? And I also feel like every time I started prepping, um, I, I see the injury starting to take effect on my body where certain areas of my back, my lower back has got all types of injuries, uh, you know, L4, L5, disability from the military, things like that, where my physique just doesn't look the same. It's a struggle when I start prepping to where I have balance issues. I got to see a chiropractor at car accident, so many different things and never an excuse, but um, at the end of the day, I don't want to just walk around crippled trying to step on stage for a trophy or a medal or maybe prize money. Um, so every time I do it, it's still fun. I love, you know, being on stage, performing and, and meeting everyone as I've done every single show. Um, however, it's like, I think I can really still represent the sport and uh, try to be an ambassador just by just being at shows, judging. Um, you know, I've, I promote a show as well. My show, uh, The Legends Classic, I've been promoting since 2014. So I'm gonna continue to do that. And, you know, I, I've been offered to go to many of the countries, especially with the INBA, PNBA. They've got um, shows out there in Argentina, Mexico, Australia, uh, you name it. So I have the opportunity to travel and hopefully travel with my wife. And so I, I, I can really have a lot of fun doing that without having to step on stage and put myself to that grueling prep, you know. And I, I just want to be able to be normal, you know, eat food instead of, you know, seeing my family. My wife's Korean, so she's cooking all this delicious Korean food and I can't eat it. Um, or, you know, birthday parties, etc. I did a good job this year of like planning all that stuff out. You know, when there's a birthday party or something special or family coming in, I just take that one weekend, take a break and do it. But it's just not the same. It's not the same enjoyable feeling I can have because I have to still portion size it and go right back to prep and working out and training. So I just, yeah, it's time. So. Okay. It's almost like you're trying to, or not trying to, it's almost like you're going to reap the rewards of everything you've put in, right? You've given to the sport. Now it's time to kind of collect on that a little bit. Yeah. Amen. That's exactly it. I think, uh, you know, people um, have a lot of respect for me. I have a lot of respect for the sport and people as well. And it's great that I can leave, you know, a good mark, a good light of the things that I've done and really be satisfied with my career. I have no regrets at all. And so this is the best way to bow out. And, you know, there's so many grades coming up now and I can see it. And, you know, I coach people as well. It's funny that the natural Olympia, the new natural Olympia champ right now is the guy that I coach. Um, I'm leading a friend of mine, Tommy Thompson. And so he ended up taking the title. And so it's, it's great when the, the pupil can beat the teacher and, and, you know, you can actually see the, the, the fruits of the labor by seeing the future of the sport continue on. He's amazing. He's gonna, he has the opportunity to, to really do well for many years to come, you know, in the INBA, PMBA, whatever stage he wants to go on. And I had a lot of my clients really do a lot of successful things. Everyone knows Derek Joe, Classic Physique, who won now the back-to-back -back, uh, Classic mm -hmm. Physique division. Um, so very proud of him. Uh, I had a kids fitness, Jonah Goldwyn, shout out to him for winning the kids fitness. So it's, you know, I get a lot of joy seeing the people that I can help out that people who trust me to be their coach and see their success. And um, that makes me feel really good. Mm -hmm. Love to hear that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and 
people like yourself are the type of mentors that a lot of people are looking for, or at least in my opinion should have, right? Someone who's been around the sport for a long time has seen kind of all aspects of it, seen it from different angles and has the experience to, when you talk and give advice, it's coming from a place of like, you've been there many times. Yes, yes. I think that definitely helps me out. I don't have the science background of like a Lady Norton or, you know, maybe even the expertise of a Cliff Wilson. I would always push people to them first. And if they still want to use me, because this is not my full-time job, you know, by all means, I'm willing to help and get my time. Um, and luckily, I've been having success. And I really think it's because of my experience um, being been there, done that, and um, just knowing what the body, what works for the body. And I really try to have a relationship with the client too, so that I know what their lifestyle is, um, what foods they like to eat, um, and maybe their body types, things like that, to help them to reach their Goal, giving that time to really work on what it takes to step on stage and be successful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so something that I would love to dive into, right? You said 30 years of competing. That's the sport as you knew it 30 years ago, I'm <laughs> sure is very different nowadays. Let's talk about some of the things that you've seen change, maybe some of the pros, some of the cons, like, where do you see the sport heading and, and as you kind of step away from it and get that more uh, objective view, where is the sport, you know, compared to back then? Sure. And, and please stop me because I could ramble on because, you know, 30 years is a long time. I've seen so much change. You know, mm -hmm. for me, I started out, you know, in the military. And so back then, all I really had as a, a point of reference were these other older Marines in the gym. You know, in a couple of magazines, whether it's Flex or Iron Man magazine, and seeing, you know, Arnold or, you know, at that time, it was more of the Lee Haney's and the Sean Ray's and Flex Wheeler's and Lee LeBrotman's. <clears throat> and I would follow those guys as my inspiration. But it was magazines. There's no social media. There's no internet. There's no cell phone. You can take selfies and things like that. So I, you know, didn't really prep or anything or have a coach. It was all self-taught. So it was a lot of experience on my end trial and error and it took me years like nowadays you see people because of social media they're able to you know do a comp their first competition probably turn pro or have a lot of success because they've got access to a lot of information which i didn't have at that time so you know i didn't have the same success instantly and i didn't even know what competitions to go to because i was stationed overseas and when i came to a back to the states in california i was just doing NPC shows you know naturally and you know it's being kind of uh, green, thinking everybody was drug-free. And I obviously didn't do as well until I realized what was going on. And then I found the ABA, INBA, PNB at the time. So, but uh, I always kept fighting, enjoyed, I had a passion, I think back then, because of the fact that it wasn't social media, I was really doing it for the right reasons. You know, I wasn't gonna get famous or anything or make a lot of money. I just thought, hey, I'm having fun competing. I'm doing all these shows, I'm doing it with the military. Um, and then when I finally did turn pro, I think I was seasoned enough to be a successful pro versus a lot of types now. Um, you'll see competitors, they turn pro real quick, they step on a pro stage, and then they're like shocked when they don't do so well because, you know, they're, they're still pretty green. Um, but yeah, the, obviously a big pro nowadays would be social media. It's because you have more information. The information highway is just ridiculous. Um, so you're able to get that instant success, even as a drug-free bodybuilder. Um, but I think the cons of it, of course, is that people expect too much. You know, they're not um, 
getting the same kind of experience and passion I think that we did back in the day where we really had to work hard because we just were in that little bubble of our environment and mm -hmm. just wanted to get to that level um, without knowing that there's a lot of things in the world that are going on that we probably weren't privy to. And, um, you know, we had more trial and error, which I think makes for probably a more successful bodybuilder, in my opinion. So, um, mm -hmm. so social media obviously is the biggest change. I think over the years too, I don't really think things with supplementation, even though there's a lot more supplements and more science out there, which is very important. But my opinion, and I could be totally wrong, I've been old school the entire time. I haven't really changed much. I've tried things, but at the end of the day, it's been the tried and true, same thing. I've, I've kept my pretty much the same protocol my entire career and had success with it. And so with all this information out there, sometimes it can confuse a lot of athletes because they're thinking that, oh, let me try this new thing that's out there. And instead of going with what's working for them or, um, you know, really learning about their bodies first and foremost, they tend to look for that next big thing. They tend to lean too much on one coach. You know, it's, it's important to have a coach. Don't get me wrong. I'm a coach myself, obviously. But I think after two or three years, and you, you should already know what to do at that time. Uh, maybe if you have a coach just to kind of do the spot checks and help you pose or whatever. But if you're leaning on them for every little thing, you know, every minute detail, I think, that's a little too much. For me, I like to be kind of in charge of my own destiny and not rely on someone else. Um, mm -hmm. But nowadays, it's all about who's your coach, who's this, who's that, this scientific thing, what about this protocol? So that's me. I'm a little bit old school that way. And I think the old school people like myself, Kyoshi Ruiz, we talk about that stuff a lot. And I think we've been successful basically just knowing our own selves, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think you can see an example of that sometimes in like the training specifically, right? You see these, especially on like forums and group chats and all these messaging boards where people are asking very, very nuanced and very specific questions about targeting specific muscle fibers of one head of one muscle. It's like, wait a second, we've been training for one year. You just need mass everywhere, right? Like, why are you trying to focus there? That's not what you need. So, yeah, I mean, that's like one microcosm of the whole thing. But, you know, if they're focused that much on that muscle, what's their nutrition look like in their sleep? And are they trying like all these crazy things when they could just keep it much more simple and still progress well? Totally agree. That's, that's it. Keep it simple. You know, that KISS method is very important. And honestly, like I said, really self-awareness, I think is very important. And of course, consistency. You know, you can do all these things. There's a lot of guys out there that, you know, they just kill it for a year and next thing you know, they're just like gone. They're not, uh, they're not active. You know, they're gone for three years and life happens. And then next thing you know, you can be, they, they have the potential to be really good, but because they put all their eggs into one basket and took all this information and, and, and you know, stepped on stage and then take that time off, um, they kind of get forgotten. And then when flight takes a hold of you, it's hard to get back to being relevant again. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you absolutely see that all the time. I mean, there's people I've only really been involved in the sport since like 2017. And there's people that I see, they post on social media for the first time in like three years. And you're like, Oh yeah. Like <laughs> I remember he competed right. when I competed or, right, 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 or, right. or kind of going back to your point, that individual that has great genetic potential, they've done well, maybe to compete at a slightly weaker show, they go pro immediately. And then 
they've they've reached their goal so they just all right i'm done right and then they disappear right so it's like wait a second you've kind of you skipped all the fun of like trial and error and and competing and you just you did it and now there's no there's no benefit to it for you anymore exactly and i, and I feel that kind of hurts the sport because when we have these great competitors um we can really have you know a show like the mr america you know a stacked mm-hmm. class you got the Meshacks, the, the Prince Bada, the Levi Burgess, you know, all these great competitors, and they're pretty active. So it's great to see them. But there's other guys out there that you just don't see because they take that time off. I'd love to see, you know, some of the guys are from England, like the David Case and Nathan Williams come out here um, so that we can really see because you, you get all these comparisons, but you can't compare them really until you see them all together on one stage, you know, yeah. and just thing with the uh, Natural Olympia, all those guys any of those guys could have been at the Mr. America or vice versa. And it would really just be an epic, epic showdown, but it's going to be almost impossible to get that to happen. One, because there's so many federations and two, because these guys compete and they just, they're off the radar, you know? And so you end up seeing the same competitors competing over and over again, and they're separated and different federations is just is scattered, you know? So we're, we're, we're diluted versus obviously the IPB and we've got, you already know it's going to be Big Romney and it's going to be, you know, a couple of others and that's it. You expect the same, you expect these major battles, which is like every other sport. You have football, you know, you're expecting to see, you know, Buffalo, Kansas City, Tampa, those teams every year. And that's how you become a fan. But how are you going to become a fan of a person that's going to be only around for a year or two years <clears throat> if they aren't, uh, you know, active? So. Or only competes in two shows a year, their qualifier and their top show, and there's no crossover. And, and you, they, you see them compete against the same three people, but not this champion and that champion. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that we as a group have talked about a lot. And I don't really know what the answer is to that. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on, you know, where you see the sport, you know, could could do that. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, with natural body, but it's very tough. I think that there's too many egos when it comes to the promoters and the shows that are going on. You know, the two biggest shows that I've seen, and especially having competed in them and being involved with them just even this year, obviously it's like the Mr. America and the Natural Olympia. Um, but of course, someone can argue about the WWF Worlds, someone can argue about the York Cup. You know, I've been there, done, you know, pretty much all these all the shows and federations. Um, but at the end of the day, I look at those two as setting the mark right now. And, um, until someone can make that um, jump and say, hey, I'm only going to focus on these federations and really prove myself and, you know, see where I'm at. This is tough. And also there's money involved, there's sponsorships, there's, there's things that we need to entice, you know, these competitors to compete in that one show, maybe have better qualifications. So it's not so much uh, where you're getting all these other competitors are maybe not at that same level as these top performers or top guys or top ladies. I mean, it goes both ways for women too. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot, you know, um, it's tough. It's very tough. I, I think for me, it, it's, it's even discouraging. That's the reason why I'm kind of, you know, retiring as well, because I would love to be able to compete at all these different federations and, and, and test myself. But at the end of the day, it's not really feasible for one. It's not really worth it when it comes to the finances. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just, uh, yeah, you never know who's going to show up. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I, I don't have an answer. 
What do you think yeah, about I, what Mr. America is doing? Um, I know that they don't have that the qualification system that you you mentioned that that might be a benefit, but they are seeming to try to consolidate multiple organizations into one show. You know, the best of the best into into one show, and I know they their mark is working. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but uh, to potentially get some international guys, um, some of the the David Kays and and otherwise. So, what what are your thoughts about that show kind of being solu- some part of the solution to that? Yeah, I love what Mark's doing. Mark and I are great friends. He's one of the best personalities and you know loyal, honest guys that I've seen in the sport. Um, and I look forward to you know. Um, judging his show again. And we talked a little bit about that. Um, it was just kind of crazy to see, you know, that show, obviously we were all there and seeing Meshack versus, you know, like I said, Prince Bada and Levi and, and um, got the guy who just won a Mr. Rickle the year before, but all those guys looked just crazy amazing. And then a week or two later, you know, you see that Prince Bada ends up beating Meshack and kind of the same competitors do another federation, another show. So it almost, to me, felt like it, it, it took away from the Mr. America. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, I'm wanting the Mr. America to be like, that's it. This is the, the Super Bowl, right? Um, but when, you know, you do that show and then often you go to another federation and do the same, the same athletes go there and something flips around or twists, it's just, it's tough. It's tough to see. So uh, even the same thing with the Natural Olympia. All these different federations just make it kind of harder for me to, you know, to look at one and say, that's the one, you know, but I still feel like what Mark is doing is great. And if he can get those guys to come out, um, that'd be awesome as well, because we need to see all the international people come out. I can tell you the natural Olympia was unreal. Like each class had over 20 competitors and they were just stacked. It was from we had 30 countries. Um, People that came from uh, the UK, we had this guy named Ben Lloyd who placed uh, second at the Natural Olympia. This guy looks amazing. He looks like what David Kay would look like. You know, I guess those UK guys are just ridiculous. They come up with great physiques. Had a guy that came from, I think, Norway. He was like six foot four, just a beast. The Norwegian Hulk, um, 27 years old. And I was just shocked to see the size and condition and muscle that these guys are bringing. So there's names out there of these athletes that no one's even heard of, you know, they're hiding in these international countries. So I think if you're really going to have a world championship, you got to invite all the world to come out to compete. And I think the natural Olympia this year did probably the best job of that. Um, if, if Mark can make that happen at the Mr. America, that'd be great too. But at the end of the day, I think also, you know, it's, it's going to be tough if Miss America is held in September or early October, and then you've got other world championships in November, then they kind of like make the Mr. America a great show, but then the same competitors are competing later on for a different title, a different name. Even though the Mr. America is an iconic title, um, you still got the worlds and other different shows that are considered the world championships. So it's, it's yeah, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but. No, it absolutely does. And that's something like the timing of shows is hugely important. I mean, we've talked about like promotion of shows in general and, and where people compete and why they compete. And you would love to see some of these shows do better, but if they're too far away from the big shows or if they're like right on top of each other, 
I mean, it's, there's only so many different things you can do. I mean, there's a lot of logistics that go into it. Like you said, the money's just not there. So you have to make it work for you financially. And you can't be going across the world and across the country every weekend. Yep. It's, it's tough. It's very tough. So, and I just, I love what everyone's doing. Everyone's got the right heart. Um, I even like the USBF what they've got going on. Um, you know, Q's got a big show, giving out a lot of prize money, getting a lot of the athletes coming out and doing the show. But because the USBF is such a new federation, you know, no one's really saying, I want to get the USBF title because it's not a title that's marketable or lucrative. You know, everyone wants to be a Mr. America because they know that that means something. Everyone wants to be the natural Olympia or natural universe title because that means something or the WMBF worlds. Um, so even the name, you know, there's so many things that are involved when it comes to being able to promote yourself because yeah, at the end of the day, when we're walking around as natural bodybuilders and we go into the gym, you know, they're going to say, well, are you an Arnold Plastic champion? Are you, you know, the Mr. Olympia champion? So you have to have something that kind of sounds good <laughs> if you want to, you know, kind of get the respect as a, as a bodybuilder. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the name and the title carries, carries a lot, right? I mean, a lot of weight. pro pro cards, one thing, but those world championships titles, that's uh tiers above for sure. For sure. That's when you know you've arrived, you know? So yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Dan, any, any closing thoughts? I know we're probably getting relatively close on time here. So I want to make sure we get them in. Yeah, the uh, the one question I had, and uh, it kind of goes back a little bit, is is for me and for James and others, young athletes, um, what would your advice be um, for us? Um, you spoke specifically. I know that's a it's a very open ended question, but I want to dial it in a little bit. Um, you you spoke about some of the challenges that you face growing up, um, or through your career, balancing bodybuilding and life. You talked about, you know, some of the relationships you've had, you've had troubles with. Um, what would be some advice you would give to someone like myself or others who are younger and, you know, earlier in their career to maybe avoid making some of the mistakes that, that uh, you, you said you alluded to. Yeah. That's a and, really, improved. really good question. Yeah. I think, that's very this is very important the question you're asking i think is very key to really longevity and happiness because at the end of the day you know the sport can really make you uh, very proud prideful very selfish and so it's it's really an individual thing it'd be nice if um there were some kind of mentorships for all athletes to let them know that you know this sport it should be about fun. It should be about, of course, bettering yourself. Um, but if you're going into this looking like you're trying to become a millionaire and become the next big thing and be famous and all that, I think you are going to be in it for the wrong reasons. And it, it will guarantee to hurt all of your relationships. Um, it's guaranteed to make you into a person that maybe a lot of people won't like. Um, and I feel like um, just really being a humble athlete is going to be the key to you know longevity success and of course keeping your family and keeping relationships intact um because without without relationships you can, you can be a one-man show or one-woman show and if that's the way you want to be that's fine you can probably be very successful in the sport because you know you kind of do have to have that eye of the tiger 
to really go in there to step on stage and, and really be hungry enough and, and, and hardcore enough to beat your competitors. But at the end of the day, like I said, where is that going to take you when you look at the end of your life? Like, what is, what is the sport really done for you? I, I've seen a lot of lonely, older competitors that have a lot of regrets when it comes to, you know, their, you know, ex-spouses, their kids and things like that. So my advice would really be just to, you know, have that balance, you know, really learn how to take your time and be consistent when it comes to timing a competition, uh, timing your, your training, and, and really focus and think, how is it affecting my family? How is it affecting my relationships? Um, you know, if, if, if you have a wife or husband, wife, or spouse, make sure you're talking to them and, and, and let them know, like, hey, I care about you. Um, and let me know what I'm, what I'm doing. Is it, am I being a jerk? Um, is this hard on you? You know, this is the talking, you know, counseling, whatever, you know, me, I'm a man of faith. I love God and he's helped humble me to the point where I know that I'm looking at my own faults and I can look at other people and say, hey, my wife needs me at this time. You know, how important is it for me to go to the gym or have this meal and things like that? My kids need me, you know, how important is my gym time versus me taking them out, taking them to amusement parks or, you know, video games or whatever it is. Um, if you're constantly competing, you know, so often where you're not able to maintain those relationships, it's going to be a sad life, you know, when it comes to the end. So um, those are things I think is very important. And I really learned later on to balance that. Uh, I'm not saying I was perfect, but it became very apparent to me that, you know, I need to plan better. Sometimes I have to wake up extra early just to make sure I get done what I need to get done so that I can spend time with my family um, and I can spend time with friends too. So those are really important things. Um, it's not really taught in the sport, but I think if it was, there'd be a lot more couples that would, you know, really enjoy being around the whole entire bodybuilding lifestyle, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a fantastic way to close it. And I think that resonates with myself for sure. And I'm sure with a lot of our other listeners and viewers as well, um, you know, people with significant others, loved ones, and especially those that have competed already and maybe seen hints of some of that and the struggles that they faced. And, you know, we always say that we're going to do better, but it's hard when you're in the moment for sure. Definitely. So, yeah. 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 Well, we, uh, we're, yeah, we absolutely appreciate your time. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. For those that want to follow you, if they aren't already, where can they reach you and where can they contact you? Oh, yeah, they can hit me up on Instagram. It's Ricardo's, R-I-C-A-R-D-O-S underscore legends. Um, I'm on Facebook. You should type my name in Facebook. I'm there. Um, you know, if you Google me, I think they got so much information on me, unfortunately, <laughs> so you can find me. Um, they can... Uh, email me to um, message me. I, I'm, a, I'm pretty much an open book, as you guys know. I'm very responsive. Um, I love to, you know, I'm, I'm, it's surprising me I'm an introvert, but <laughs> I still love to be around people that, you know, if they want advice, you know, when I was coming up, I was wanting advice and those that helped me out really helped me out. And I appreciate those type of people and I want to be the same, you know, I want to do unto others as, as I have done to me. So um, hit me up. Yep, I'm very very uh, just out there so 
Perfect. All right. Well, yeah, like I said, we appreciate your time. And guys, if you're still listening, if you're still viewing, we appreciate you guys as well. If you haven't already, give us a like, subscribe, follow, join the membership page. We're trying to kind of get some more photos, some videos, some kind of real content behind the scenes type stuff up on there. So that becomes a hub for natural bodybuilding. And we will see you guys in the next one.